Uh, well, thank you for, for asking me to share at this meeting. Um, hmm. I was just saying a quick third step prayer. Let's see what uh, what might actually come out of me today. Um, so I like the, uh, you know, what it was like. Maybe I'll go with that. What it was like, what happened, what it's like now. Um, so I am a century person. I have experienced morbid obesity. Um, I think... 326 pounds, probably my top weight, might've been 330, depending on. Um, and I have lost a hundred pounds four times, I think. Um, so I know a little bit about muscling my way through some weight loss. It turns out that wasn't the uh, solution for me alone. Um, I don't know what it was like. You know, I have this, uh, I have this inability to connect with uh, uncomf uncomfortable feelings or even uncomfortable facts. Um, and I'm pretty sure it was really uncomfortable to be 300 pounds. Like, I'm pretty sure it sucked to have clothes on. You know, it was, it was hard to walk around in the world and be the biggest person in the room. And, and I just pretended it was not true. I did not want, I did not want it to be true. And I did not want to like hide in my house. And so I just pretended it was not true. And I went out in the world with this idea that if I, if I fantasize hard enough, no one will notice. And, uh, you know, in some ways that was true, right? In some ways, people are, you know, kind of perceptive and maybe kind, you know, and they, they could see this is not something that Trish wants to talk about. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to let that go. And, you know, and, and I felt, um, I felt like I belonged, you know, in the, in the telling myself a lie kind of way, like they're not going to kick me out. I've showed up. Um, and I, I think it, it must've been physically uncomfortable. I mean, it must've been, but I think the real pain was how much I lied to myself and how much I told myself that there's something really, really wrong with me. So wrong that I cannot experience the truth. I have to just pretend. <sighs> You know, and then how I ate, right? I wasn't a giant eat lots of food at one time sort of eater. Uh, though I would choreograph some 
large extended meals, but I was, I just ate all day long, little bits of food. I liken it to sort of a morphine drip, you know, just take the edge off. Um, you know, heavier foods are better at numbing. Um, I also did a lot of overcommitting. I'm kind of dealing with, I'm kind of unpacking that now. So I'll throw that in there. That's what it was like. You know, I barely slept. I had lots and lots of people commitments and I had, you know, big jobs and I always got A's and I was, you know, I was also an athlete. I was not a fat kid. I was, I grew up an athlete and maybe that's what helped me to pretend, <laughs> right? That, uh, that it wasn't true. Um, I started putting on weight, maybe 15, 15, 16 adolescents, maybe, maybe earlier. Uh, but it did, I didn't really, you know, cause I was running around so much notice. Um, and then I like, I went off to college and I kind of put on 10 to 12, 15 pounds a year until I was more than 300 pounds. Like it was just, you know, sort of a slow frog in boiling water situation. And, and I didn't really change my life. Um, but there was a, there was a quality of just having to keep it together. You know, I used to have these recurring dreams. I have no idea why I bring this up, but <laughs> where I was, um, you know, those like claymation movies where they, they have like little creatures and they're like moving and then they'll take pictures, like stop animation. I would have this dream that I was in a claymation world, world, but I was, uh, I was just me covered in clay and little pieces of it would fall off now and then. And there was a way that that felt like what, what I was trying to, I was completely hidden. I was very little of me was authentic. Um, and I think that's where the real suffering happened. Um, so that's what it was like. Uh, what had happened, I don't know. I lost weight the first time. I think I got, you know, like a trainer and a nutritionist and somebody cooked my meals. You know, that was, somebody's going to feed me that it's just easier. Right? Was, and I was in a good place in my life. I was like, oh, I'm happy. Let me get right. Let me get right with the world. And so that worked. And then, you know, and then like relationships happened and wow, romance is weird. And also I didn't even know I was gay. Right. Like that was a big surprise. And so that was a lot to deal with. So I had to eat, you know, go back to 300 pounds after that. And then I don't remember how, like the second time, third time. I can't, I don't know, but it was all at once. Every single time it was just like numb, 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 300 pounds. And then something happened. I felt like I could do it again. I'm like, I would do it again. One time it was like nine months. I lost hundred pounds. Like that was one of those like liquid diet things. Just ridiculous. So not, not, like not healthy, but so today, today, is my second time around in program. I did come 
a while ago to OA. Um, I came through another 12-step program um, originally, and, uh, and I showed up, and I got a food plan, and I got the books, and I went off and did the homework, and I lost 100 pounds, and um, I didn't really connect, you know? So the first time through program for me was just another diet. Really, it wasn't a spiritual experience. It wasn't full of humility, like at all. Um, and so when I came back, which was seven years ago, I was broken. I was so, I couldn't believe, you know, like I had, um, you know, I was over 300 pounds again, but I had an injury. I was off. I had to be on like crutches for six months. And then that just slowed me down even more. And so when I could finally walk, I couldn't get up the stairs without pulling myself up the railing. Right. And I still think of myself as an athlete, you know, and that when that happened, I was like, I felt like a, just a giant old person. It was just like, that was it. It was going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. And then I would die. So I had to come back and I was so mad. I did not want to come back. Mm -mm. I was so, I don't know if any of you remember me coming back into the room. I would just show up just say, put my hand up. Oh yeah. That's the other thing. So I never, I never spoke. I never, again, connected. I didn't really join up. So this time around, I felt like I had to do everything different. I had to show up, put my hand up at every single meeting. It was like my bargain with God. I don't know. And, uh, but I never had anything good to say. I was just like, I hate this. I hate all of you. I don't want to be here. This sucks. And then people would come up to me after the meeting and they're like, thank you so much for sharing. <laughs> so weird. So weird. And I don't know, it might've been six months that I just showed up and complained before I stopped. I don't know. I stopped hating it. Um, and I had a sponsor who kept me in the first step. I was probably six months before I got a sponsor. She kept me in the first step for a whole year. Because that was true. And now, like, I really, 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 honest to God, believe I'm a compulsive overeater. I am powerless over food. My life is unmanageable when I am not in the solution. And I am one of you and I belong here. So that's what it took. Right? That's what it took. And, and I also... You know, all I have is today. I have this one day. Today I'm abstinent. And uh, this morning I remembered I had to speak here. And I have, a, I have a little writing that I do in the morning. Uh, I did not know what I would talk about. And I decided, well, let me just take a look at uh, what, like, what are the miracles, right? What are the miracles in my life today? What is different than seven years ago. And I made a list. And honestly, I ran out of time. Before I got to the end of that list, I put my pen down because I only have to write for 20 minutes. I'm not going to do extra, but still, <laughs> still. So um, I thought I would share with you some of the miracles, right? Uh, so here's one. I plan my food in the morning 
before I eat my breakfast. I plan everything I'm going to eat. I share it with my sponsor. I don't know why that feels like a miracle. There was a time when that was suggested, which that sounds like the most ridiculous thing on earth. Like, I do not know how to exist in the world without options. What if something happens? I have to have options, right? I don't know. Like how, when I first started, like living through a disappointing meal was like, it was like unthinkable, right? And now, every now and then I have an average meal. I'm like, thank God that's over. I got another one in a few hours. I don't know. It's like nothing. I can't even explain it. But okay, so I plan my food. I share. I'm not very good at sharing right away. Sometimes I get distracted and I just have the picture I took of my food plan. And I don't send it to my sponsor until whatever lunch, but it happens. Um, what else do I do? Oh, I eat meals. I never ate meals before, right? I just want to eat all day. I figured if I just, you know, have a bunch of meal, like, and I can eat it all, like, I would take three hours to eat a meal. I eat a meal. I put it on a plate. I put that plate on a table, put my ass in a chair. That's like four miracles right there. <laughs> right? Like, because before I didn't even experience my own eating. Right? I certainly wasn't going to put a beginning and an end on it. Call it a meal. So I, I don't know, for me, that was a miracle. Um, I tell the truth. Okay, I tell the truth when I'm uncomfortable, not everywhere, but certainly in these rooms, right? Because you guys are all sick too, and we're all trying to get better and we've agreed to do this. So I tell the truth when I'm uncomfortable instead of, these are the other things that I used to do, instead of trying to take care of you by protecting you from my, too much dark inside, or by protecting myself from you judging me as being too much work, um, or too self indulgent. Too self indulgent is another one. Too self uh, for talking talking about myself. Um, what else do I do? Oh my god! Okay, I've just noticed this one recently. When my wife is cranky, I do not take it personally. Miracle. I don't know where that one came from. I don't try to fix her because boy, is that a mistake? Because <laughs> then it, the cranky comes at me, but that's just my relationship stuff. So I, I think, oh, sometimes I think poor thing. She's suffering, but it's not an emergency anymore. Um, okay. So also pandemic happened. I had a business that evaporated and it made me a little anxious. Wasn't sure what to do. And here's what, here's what happened in my program head, right? Because now I go to seven meetings a day because it's easy, you hit the button and the screen pops up. Um, I began to, to start uh, putting structure in my life. Right, and I am not a morning person. Let me preface it by saying I am not a morning person, but I now get up every day at 5.30 in the morning. 
didn't start there. It didn't start there. You know, it started at seven, then it went to six. She recently went to 5.30. I get up at 5.30. I do a little gentle 20-minute workout. I meditate for 20 minutes. And then I go to a 7 a.m. meeting where I write for 20 minutes. And here's the bonus. I do not look at my phone until 8 o'clock. So five miracles right there. Right? I don't want meditate. Like, that sounds like just to... That's, I, I've never been a meditator. I tried, tried, tried. It's like, feels like sticking needles in my eyes, but I've been doing this long enough that it, it feels weird not to. Like it got to that point. You know what I mean? Miracle. Um, what else? Oh, recently with the phone, I've been doing some screen things. Like sometimes I can get checked out on my screens. Um, I don't watch TV. Movies don't do it to me, but I stopped completely with the Netflix. And I also put my phone, I plug my phone in, in the other room. Like I don't sleep near my phone anymore. So like no phone, the last two hours of the day, that one was hard. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm important. I'm, I need to look at that. There's people trying to connect with me, but really... It's just, I, I'm anxious at night. I get nervous. I get nervous and I think somehow the answer's in my phone, right? I can't go to the fridge anymore, right? So I got to find it somewhere. Oh my God. So here's the thing I do instead of the phone right now. Cause there's nothing, there's nothing. I have a prayer. I have a prayer over and over and over again in my head. I'm trying to go to sleep. God, please take my fear away. God, please take my fear away. God, please take my fear away. I don't know what else to do. But then I fall asleep and I wake up cheerful. I don't know. I'm, I've always been sort of cheerful in the morning, but nighttime is scary. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's like I get to four o'clock and then I, it's like the clouds come. It's like, you haven't done enough. You're not enough. You're screwing up somewhere. I don't know why the night's hard, but that's my new fear. I mean, my new fear prayer, we'll say. Uh, let's see, what other miracles? Is this fun? Okay. <laughs> okay. This is what I found. Okay. Um, let's see, I don't touch my phone. Oh, miracle. I am no longer 326 pounds. Okay, here's a miracle. I am also... 20 pounds heavier than I was eight months ago. What the heck? Right? Right, I'm down in the low 200s, feeling all svelte, like, you know, and then I start creeping up and I think, oh, I'm bad. I'm bad. Now I'm bad. Right? But here's what I know. My weight, I, this is not my business. It's not my business, right? My business is the steps. I'm in the 10th step and I keep trying to graduate to the 11th step because look, I'm already meditating, right? That one's going to be easy. But uh, I'm just not really connecting to my anger. 
I mean, I feel like I am way more than I ever have, but it's a challenge. So I don't know the answer to that. I was asked to speak at the century meeting. I'm like, shit, I can't speak at the century meeting because I got to get my shit together first. You guys are solid here, right? I got to, but that was, that's like unrecovered Trish and what, what they do to the outside world, right? I don't actually have to get my shit together to either be here or to be in recovery or to be in the solution. I can be a mess. So that's a miracle. Um, I did a fourth step inventory. It took forever, ever. I shared it with a human. I lived through that. It's a miracle. I made a list of amends. I made a list of the people I'd wrong and I made amends. I had to track down the New York Highway Department, right? To find out who I could make financial amends for, for that blinking construction deer that I had stolen back when I was a teenager, right? I was such a stealing kid. I don't even know what that was about. I mean, we had plenty, you know, I, I could have asked for something. I used to steal glasses from bars and like stupid stuff. I had to, man, tow, like, it was, oh, stop that. Shoot, that was an alarm for something else. I got to figure out how to turn that off. You got five minutes, Trish. Hey, thank you. Hold on. Don't go away. It's just going to keep, okay. Um, all right, yeah. So I did crazy amends, all of them, everyone on the list. Um. I think I'm close to the end here anyway. I'm getting in touch with my feelings. You know, they feel like ah, feelings. I don't know if anybody else can relate to this, but I feel like I, I may have never, there's some long, long, long time ago, I found a way to disconnect from them. You know, and food helped and people help and everything focusing on anything but myself helps. But like coming, like, and I have this fantasy that I don't actually have them. I don't have feelings. They're all pleasant. I also had a happy childhood. <laughs> I don't even know if that's true. Like, I can't really trust my memory. I certainly can't trust my experience, my feelings. What I know, or what I've learned in the 10th step is when I find myself standing in the pantry and it's not a meal time, that means that I'm having a feeling. Right. And I actually made a list. My sponsor made me make a list of like the, the 10 top resentments that I have so that I can look at that list. I'm like, is it this one? Is it this one? You know, am I mad that I'm not feeling well? Am I feeling overbooked because I've overcommitted myself? Am I, you know, I, I, I can't remember the list. I actually have to look at it. But yeah, so I only know I'm having feelings because I'm, I'm trying to leave them. And so that's, that's a start, right? That's a start. Um, maybe that's why I'm still on the 10th step. I don't know. I hear there's some people that get through the steps in like three months, right? 
who are they? I want that. I want that program. This is like, what am I, seven years, step 10? But okay. So also another thing in the, like when I came back is I decided to shoot for a, like a C plus in program. You know, I've got this, this way of trying to do everything in a, in a super efficient, effective, accomplished way. And I can get really mean to myself about it. And so it's been, I don't know. I feel like that's part of the reason I'm still here. Sometimes I get a B minus. I think I can, you know, I'm doing all right. But yeah, my abstinence is solid and it's imperfect. And at the same time, I have not had recreational sugar in seven years. That's crazy, right? So, yeah. So what it was like, what happened, what it's like now, right? I think I covered it. Okay, well, I'm going to end here. Thanks so much for, uh, for having me.